everybody, what a week it has been. It has been so incredible. There's been challenges. There's been exciting new prospects. I'm getting back in the game. I'm getting used to my routine, but I'm also making a lot of healthy choices to myself so that I don't fall back into the, some of the patterns that I have fallen into before. Um, and I do talk a lot about like body positivity and self-love both here on the podcast and on YouTube. And I think it's really, really important that we love ourselves and be kind to ourselves and embrace ourselves for how we are and who we are in the moment. But I also think it's okay to set goals too. You know, not goals that the rest of the world is trying to create, not goals that the rest of the world is trying to push on us and tell us what to be and what size and, you know, how you should do this or how you should do that. But I do think it's really incredible and important for us to say, how do I feel in my emotional real estate, right? How do I feel inside of my body, my emotional or my physical architecture, if you will? How do I feel about that? Do I feel strong? Do I feel powerful? And that's kind of, I talked a little bit about Adele, and that's kind of why, and I don't know her personally, obviously, but that's kind of why I think that maybe she made some changes in her life. I know that she went through a very difficult divorce, um, and I don't know the details of that divorce, but I know that it's it's been pretty difficult from what I understand. Um, and so maybe she wanted to make a positive change for herself. And that is the distinction between changing your body because everybody else is pushing you to meet a certain standard or to look a certain way or to be socially acceptable. And you coming to a place where, whether it's your body or it's a drinking habit or a smoking habit or, you know, toxic situations that you're in, that is the real difference. When it is self-motivated, when it is coming from a place of love and genuine care, that's beautiful. No one else is telling you that you need to be like a size four or a size two or that your skin has to have a certain texture or color, you know, and it's coming from yourself that you were like, I want to make changes. So that's Another reason why I've kind of been a little bit quiet, um, because I've been making some changes in my body and in myself. Um, I'm still doing my meditations, which I absolutely love, and I would tell you guys to do that as well. It is life-changing, believe me, but like anything, it takes practice. Um, Headspace and Calm are my favorite apps, if you guys want to know. But definitely... I've been making some changes in myself and how I view the world and what I get involved in and what I don't get involved in. Um, And I've been making some health changes as well. So uh, on this podcast today, I'm hoping we can talk a little bit about some of the changes that I've been making and also how that's going to motivate you as well um, to make better changes and to look at your life and realize that you are beautiful and perfect as is right now. But we don't want to be stagnant. We don't want to stay in a place where things are status quo because we are beautiful, we are queens, we are strong, we are amazing, and we don't want to just sit and stay in a stagnant place. And that can be kind of terrifying because comfort is suffocating. We don't realize it at the time, but when we get comfortable in a situation, when we get comfortable, we stay in the same job that might be killing us or might not be financially serving us, but it's what we know. And that's the same reason that sometimes people, including myself, have stayed in toxic situations. Not that the comfort is healthy for you, but it's what you know, so you stay in it. 
You stay in that job for five to seven years. You don't ask for that promotion. You don't, excuse me, you don't reach out and travel to Switzerland or Geneva or wherever it is that you you really, really want to go because it's terrifying to make changes and to push yourself to be the best possible version of yourself. We acknowledge our flaws all the time and we have to be really, really careful about how we balance our flaws with our self-love. It's a very delicate balance, more delicate than a woman's pH balance, which is saying something. (laughs) But when we become too comfortable, we don't reach for those goals and those dreams. And like I said, comfort can suffocate you, not necessarily comfort in a healthy manner, comfort in the fact that, like I said, you get really, really used to your route to work or the bakery next door or your group of neighbors that you live with and you could never imagine stretching your wings when, let's be honest, in most of our youth, all we wanted to do was stretch our wings. I remember at one point in my life when all I wanted to do was travel the world and see, you know, Paris and, you know, London and 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 um, Chile and I just wanted to see everything that there was to see. And then I grew up and I went to college and I, you know, life didn't happen the way I wanted it to and, you know, uh, I became a Debbie Downer and I really struggled with having goals and having dreams and the goals and dreams that I wanted didn't work out the way that I wanted and like I said the universe has a plan and has propelled me into new goals and dreams but at the time I was so disappointed that I kind of lost my urge and zest for the idea of traveling and seeing everything that there was to possibly see and some of those goals and dreams are returning to me now as I you know, continue to improve my life. Obviously, we can't be traveling around the world um, at this given time, although I'm super excited. Supposedly, Slovenia has uh, been the first country to rid itself of Corona or COVID-19. I don't know if that's true, but supposedly. So double check me if I'm wrong. If that's true, then congratulations to them. (laughs) I will be putting them on my bucket list as a safe place to travel. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think it's really, really interesting how we get older, we kind of ignore that urge to spread our wings and see the world and change ourselves. We almost reach a point where we're like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm the way I am. I don't have the initiative to go out and travel and change and be a better person. And I don't want to face those challenges. And we really, really need to be cognizant of that fact. And we really need to be more afraid of stagnation and suffocation of comfort than to be afraid of what's out there because there's a whole wide world out there worth exploring. You don't have to travel the globe. If you want to explore America, there's plenty of places across America. If you're one of my American listeners that I've never seen, I want to see the Grand Canyon. You know, I want to go to Montana. I want to, you know, go to Colorado and see the mountains. Like I would love, love, love to spread my wings and challenge myself. Um, And I think that 
to circle back to the idea of health and our everyday routines, maybe it's not in your budget to travel right now because it's not in a lot of people's budgets to travel right now. But setting up goals and dreams that are self-oriented, like I said, that the rest of the world is not pushing you to make those kinds of choices is important. I came to a place, and this is hard to talk about, but I came to a place recently where I realized how addicted to food I am. And I don't use that word lightly. I don't use it as a colloquialism. I truly and utterly feel like sometimes food has power over me. And I try to make healthy choices. I try to eat as clean as possible. But sometimes I really still struggle with that as well as struggling with my own body image and the guilt that comes with feeling like you have no control over yourself. And I'll give you a perfect example of this. Yesterday, I ordered food for everybody. Um, it's part of my responsibility at work. And <clears throat> we got it from Stancato's, delicious, wonderful establishment. And the staff there are always so, so kind. But I had packed my own lunch with very healthy food because I'm trying to curb back how many carbs I'm taking in and that type of thing. I've put myself on a very regimented, I don't wanna say diet, but a very regimented, very careful, uh, self-aware, I hate to say diet, but you know, the food that's coming into my body. So I guess you would say diet, um, even though there's a negative attachment to that word, but whatever, that's hearsay. But my point is, I realized how hard it was for me when I walked past the employee room and the smell of the food was almost overwhelming. It was so good that I felt my knees tremble and I wanted so badly, even though I had eaten a full lunch, right? I had very carefully chosen things that would fuel my body and make me feel good because I'm very, very into that right now. (laughs) I want to feel better. I want to feel stronger. It's not about being a certain size. It's about how you feel inside of your body. So I chose things that would really fuel me through a very long day um, from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. And still, even though I had drank my water, I'm trying to get at least six cups a day and, you know, and exercising um, and eating things that fuel my body and make me feel strong and beautiful and healthy and have a very positive effect on myself. I had had that full lunch and I walked past the employee lunchroom and I felt my knees buckle. And just for a moment, I wanted so badly to go in there and eat sandwich after sandwich after sandwich and the pasta that I had ordered and salad, which salad is probably okay for you. But what's not okay is when you already feel satiated or satiated, I can never say that word, satiated. And yet you still feel that urge. And that's where I have to separate food addiction from survival and nutrition. Because when I've already had my meal or I've already had, you know, a a snack during the day, and I'm not a nutritionist by any point, so I don't want you guys getting confused. And please see a doctor before you take any of my advice. But I can only speak on my personal experience. And this was my personal experience. That feeling of knowing that I had just eaten and yet I smelled the food and it triggered something inside of me and made me want to go in there and eat four sandwiches 
and a side of pasta and a full bowl of sap and I didn't do it I didn't do it and I'm really really proud of myself but I think understanding I don't even want to say my triggers but understanding maybe why I feel that it's the first step to overcoming something negative and moving towards positivity so we're carefully balancing out um, self-love self-care not being stagnant we are working towards our goals whether you're in quarantine or you're back to work like me um, we're standing in the light of positivity and we are trying our very best to be the best possible versions of ourselves and trying to balance all of those components in our life especially as women can be very very hard um yeah I'm just, I'm thinking about it now. And I'm thinking about that feeling of feeling almost powerless. Like I literally had to go into the bathroom (laughs) and just stand in front of the mirror and take a deep breath and acknowledging a weakness and still having the positivity and the strength to say, it's not going to have control over me. That is where my strength lies right now and I'm really really proud of that and I know that you guys are battling some of that too and my triggers are going to be different than your triggers for some of you chocolate is like forget it if you smell it you need to have it and for some of you dairy like me you know cheese is a major weakness of mine or carbs you know like pasta laden with cheese and sauce forget it it's so hard for me to turn away from that and I struggle with that and then there's a component of guilt that you want to be your best self and you feel guilty for having a weakness or feeling a temptation and I know that I have to work on that to be honest with you I know that I have to work on that and I know that many of you are struggling with the same thing especially you see memes all the time online talking about how after quarantine's over we're all gonna come out looking roly-poly like we're all gonna come out looking like we're two or three hundred pounds and it doesn't have to be that way be kind to yourself if you've gained a significant amount of weight in quarantine because what we're all going through is traumatic and be self-aware that we all handle trauma in different ways. For me, it is that tendency of wanting to eat. And I have to acknowledge that, you know, not that there's anything wrong with eating, but overeating. That's the distinction that I should make. Um, Overeating is, it's a, it's a trigger for me. Um, And it's a very careful balance, like I said, and I've said it a couple times, but it really, really woke me up to the fact that I need to do this for me. I need to get back into exercising, which is why the past couple days I've been eating cleaner. I've been doing 20 minute cycle bike sessions or 30 minute cycle bike sessions, you know, lunges, squats, sit-ups, crunches, and I am not a fitness girl. If you guys follow me on any of my socials, you'll know I am not necessarily a quote unquote fitness girl. You know, I don't get that emotional high that most people do when they're like heavy duty into fitness. I might get that emotional high when I'm writing a story, (laughs) when I'm doing creative writing, but I don't get, I don't reach that peak that a lot of athletes will tell you that they reach that feeling of euphoria. I don't ever really, but you know what? I'm not going to say never because I've not been doing this that long. You know, everything takes practice. Discipline takes practice. I think that's at the end of the day, what part of this mismatch of a podcast is about. 
the idea that we have to be gentle with ourselves, but we have to try to be self-aware. We have to try to acknowledge our traits and our triggers. And we also have to work on being um, self-disciplined, but still love ourselves. And that can definitely be a difficult battle. So I hope my personal stories are kind of helping you a little bit and acknowledging that we're all on this road together. We're all on this path together. It's difficult. People's life circumstances are difficult. But I just want you to remember remember that today, that no matter where you are and what you're doing, it's okay. You are wonderful and beautiful and, you know, don't allow yourself to be stagnant. You know, work on your goals and dreams, even if you're not back to work. Think about what you wanted to do when you were a little kid. Are there places that you wanted to go? Are there things that you wanted to see and do? Think about those things because now is the time. We're going to reclaim 2020. We are going to have an amazing year. It started off rough, but it doesn't matter. We are going to overcome. We are like the underdog and we are overcoming our challenges. Okay, guys? So I want you to kind of think of that. Um, As I'm wrapping up this podcast, I want you to definitely think of that. And I love you so much. And thank you again so much for tuning in. I hope that my stories are helping you. And please, 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 you can find me on Twitter at uh, Esther Victoria. Um, Or, you know, you can find me on Instagram at SEV Collins. Most of my social handles are SEV Collins, except for Twitter because Twitter came later. But um, reach out to me and I would love to chit chat and talk. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in. I love you so much. Bye.